Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoyed the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I hope you're doing very well and that you are having a nice day or maybe it's the evening or in the morning. It's a Saturday morning over here, hence the slightly morning voice. Um, all right, I thought that we would talk about the hunger and fullness scale today. This is a tool I often use with clients, especially at the beginning of their journeys towards healthier eating habits and when we're trying to improve their relationship with food. Um, it's a tool that helps us get in touch with our internal body hunger and fullness cues. And this is important because we often reach for food when we aren't physically hungry. So, you know, you, you might grab something just because it's there. Maybe you're on your way to the bathroom and you pass the kitchen and you catch a glimpse of a packet of cookies and you just have a cookie or two or three so you have the food simply because it's there because you can see it or sometimes it's a certain time of the day so maybe you always have lunch at 2 p.m and you don't even check with yourself it's 2 p.m so you eat your lunch regardless of um, whether or not you are at that moment feeling hungry it could also be that you are in a social setting and, you know, there's food, everyone is eating, so you just eat as well, regardless of what your internal cues might be telling you. Another reason why we might lose touch with our internal cues um, is uh, a I guess it's a consequence of chronic under or overeating. So if you've been dieting for a long time or if you often overeat, this might make it more difficult to recognize your internal cues because you have been ignoring them for a long time. So eventually... If we ignore them, um, they become less and less obvious. So that doesn't mean they can't come back. They do. It's simply that it takes some practice. It takes some awareness and tuning in and being mindful about what our body is trying to communicate. So if we use this external factors as cues when to eat for a long time 
then it can be quite challenging to start paying attention to our own internal cues. So one tool that can help with that is the hunger and fullness scale. And that's a scale that helps us figure out how hungry or how full we are. And we can use it before, during and after eating. In fact, I um, recommend my clients to not only keep it in mind around mealtimes, but even just to check with their hunger levels throughout the day so that we don't only catch the hunger when we're already ravenous, but we catch it when we're just subtly hungry and we can have a snack or a meal that satisfies us and we are not so starving that it's difficult to pace ourselves and then it's of course difficult not to overeat. Um, And the scale helps us become more aware of how different levels of hunger and fullness feel in our body and also how different foods feel in our body. So the scale goes from 0 to 10, where, of course, 0 means you are starving, ravenous, you feel, maybe you feel very weak, um, fatigued, maybe you have a headache, even nausea. And, of course, here, your signs might be different to the ones I just um, described here. So that's, again why we practice observing these things and practice getting in touch with um, our own internal cues. And then a 10 means you are basically, you're painfully full, you've overeaten and now um, again, in this case, you might also experience nausea, feeling sick. When thinking of the scale from 0 to 10, ideally, we want to start eating when we are at a 3 or 4. So we might be experiencing some hunger pangs, some stomach growling. We might feel our stomach as being empty and our thoughts drift to food. And then... In an ideal world, we would finish when we are at around 7 or 8, so we are satisfied, we feel a sense of well-being and our stomach is comfortably full. I know this is difficult to imagine without an image, so I'll make sure to add a link to to the hunger and fullness scale Um, I'll add that to the episode notes so you can see it and understand it better. And I want to emphasize that this is a process. If you are just starting to pay attention to your hunger and fullness cues, it can take a while before you recognize things, before you know when it's a good time to eat and when it's a good time to stop and again this is why 
the more you check in with yourself throughout the day, not just around mealtimes, the easier it will become to catch hunger um, on time and also to stop eating when you're comfortably full. And with, um, with all of that in mind, what's important is this is just a tool to reflect on our typical hunger um, range. There is no judging in, involved at that. A few questions that can help is simply to think about what number you are at when you sit down for most of your meals and snacks um, and how about at the end of it when where are you on that scale and again you don't want to be too full when you finished eating so we want to be comfortably full and satisfied we don't want to be thinking about food and as you practice these levels become way easier to um, to recognize and this helps you um, I'm losing my words today um, this just helps you create awareness so that you can decide when for you personally is a good time to um, eat and what you might want to eat, how much of it and also again um, when you want to stop eating. With all of that said, while this is something that can really help us on the long term because it's a tool that we always carry with ourselves so we can always rely on it it is really important to say that for some people this is not a good tool for example if you are struggling with binge eating regular overeating you might want to focus on different tools first before eventually coming to the scale because usually with regular overeating what we we find is that um, it happens because we don't eat regularly and so let's say you are someone who saves their calories for the end of the day so you have a tiny breakfast or you skip breakfast and you just have coffee and by the way coffee is not breakfast um, and then you have a tiny little thing for lunch maybe you have a salad and then by the time the dinner comes you are starving so you now over it and at the end of it you feel uncomfortably full you might feel sick when this is the pattern we are talking about the hunger and fullness school, uh, scale might not be the best tool to start with 
then in that case, the first thing we do is implement regular meals. And again, this might mean that in some cases you basically override your hunger and fullness, uh, your internal cues. And this is important because people will often um, think that when we're talking about hunger and fullness scale, this is then a tool that we always need to follow. And if we are at a three and four, we need to eat. And if we are at a seven or eight, we need to stop. Or if we are somewhere in between that, we're fine and we don't need to eat. However, that's not exactly right. The scale is there because we want to create an awareness. However, the scale is not a rigid rule. The scale is not there to tell you, no, you should not eat. It's just a guideline. And what I mean by that is sometimes for practical reasons, we will have to override those those cues. So let's say it's 11 a.m. I am comfortably full. However, I know I now have a meeting for two hours and I know I will get hungry during those two hours and I won't be able to eat. Well, in that case, it is a wise idea to ignore your cues, your internal cues that are telling you that you are comfortably full and just have a snack or have something that will help us mm, wait or help us get through those two hours and feel comfortably full throughout so that by the end of the meeting we are not completely starving and end up eating everything inside and end up overeating. So like with all the things, it's important that you recognize where in your journey you are, whether the hunger and fullness scale is something that could help you at this point, or maybe you need to try different things. But eventually, we will want to transition to working with the hunger and uh, fullness scale because this is a tool that again like i said we can always rely on it's always there for us and it just helps us understand our body better if you are unsure of whether or not this is something you could benefit from then you can always message me, explain a little bit about your situation and I'll, I'm always, always happy to answer questions and um, help you out. Uh, if you have been listening to this and thought to yourself, oh yeah, I could benefit from being a bit more in touch with my internal cues, then be sure to check out the episode notes for that link to the hunger and uh, fullness scale. And when you start using it, um, just keep practicing. It might feel challenging at first, but you will get there. And if you ever need um, some encouragement, just message me and let me know how it goes. Apart from that, um, I hope this was helpful. And like always, if you have questions, comments, any feedback, 
I am always so happy to hear from you. So do send me a message. And yeah, apart from that, have a great rest of your day and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.